Hello, and welcome to Triple Bladed Sword, the podcast that looks at the science fiction, fantasy, and horror that we read, watch, and play. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Pershawn. I teach English literature and film studies at McEwen University, and this podcast is where I pass on my research, my lectures, stuff that I'm thinking about. Stuff that I'm thinking about is what the podcast is going to be about for the summer. And I took the last month off. Um, and I know I still owe everyone Cabin in the Woods for the horror course. It's coming. I'm going to do it. But uh, I needed some time off to recover from a very challenging year. It was a super rewarding year as well. Um, I've told my students and would love to tell those of you who follow along that uh, the online horror course, the horror film course, was one of the most rewarding teaching experiences I've had in my career if not the most rewarding experience. So uh, in as much as it was super challenging, it was also really, really rewarding. But the challenge left me very tired, left me with a month to sort of think about what I wanted to do with the podcast for the summer. And uh, a friend kept telling me that, you know, your podcast is too long. Uh, you know, you go on for an hour and I'm like, well, that's how long lectures are. And that's what I was delivering with it. But I, I wanted to sort of roll with that a little bit for the summer. Uh, I want to do office hours with my podcast, this, this, uh, this, uh, what's left of spring and what will be, uh, the remainder of summer. But an office visit during office hours is 15 minutes in my books. Uh, if I am, if I'm particularly busy and I'm booking a lot of students, then I keep it to 15 minutes. And the way that I keep it to 15 minutes is with a sand timer. I legit have a sand timer, which is, you know, it sits in my office and right now it's running right in front of my face. So I can see, you know, that, uh, that time is running out for me and that I have to get through whatever it is I want to talk about each, uh, week. Uh, before that sand runs out. And uh, as with real office visits, uh, a little bit of, you know, uh, leeway there, right? If no one's waiting right outside the door, which obviously no one ever would be, um, then, you know, I can finish up with my thoughts. But I wanted to explore ideas and concepts and, and even just share ideas, personal ideas, um, that are the sort of thing that come up when a student comes to visit. So sometimes a student comes and it's very, it's very task oriented. They walk in and they're like, I've got this paper and I don't know what I'm doing. And sometimes that only takes us like three to four minutes, maybe five minutes. Uh, and then we've got 10 minutes left over and then I'll just say, how are you doing? What's new? What's going on with you? And quite often students, if they've known me for a while, will say, Hey, what's new with you? So I, I want to sort of play a, a game of anticipating what people might be asking me, but I also want to invite you, uh, in the comments, on the podcast to ask those questions as well. You can, you can say, Hey, I'm wondering about, and it could be about like a recent film. Um, and if I've seen it, then I can talk about that. Or it might be about a game that you're playing and maybe I am playing the same game. I don't know. So you can ask those questions. And if, uh, I have an answer, I'll, I'll dive in. I might, you know, in a real office visit, I would say, I've never heard of that. And can you tell me more? So maybe that's what I'd have to do. Maybe, maybe I would have to interview you. Who knows? Who knows? Let's see where the spring and summer take us. Um, I've been reading a book by Jenny O'Dell called, uh, how to do nothing. 
and um, it's 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 just wonderful. It's been really cool because it's reconnecting me with uh, my roots. As uh, I used to be a pastor, um, this is something a lot of people, a lot of my students don't know about me. I try to tell them in the first days of class, but no one's really listening. Um, so they'll often be shocked later on when then I bring it up. You know, like this one time when I was officiating a wedding, and all these heads look at me like what? Uh, or this time when I was delivering a sermon. And again, there's like the head snapping around. Um, but uh, Jenny O'Dell's book is reconnecting me with ideas that I f first picked up and really rolled with as a, you know, as a spiritual director was really how I saw myself um, back in the late 90s and early aughts, the early zeros. Um, I've always been someone who really, uh, really cherishes modes of being as opposed to modes of doing. Like I'm a doing person. I like to, you know, I like to have projects. I like to do stuff. But I was also from a very early point in my uh, adult life, really committed to meditative spaces and times uh, when I worked at summer camps in my early 20s, uh, we used to do these things called solos where you would go out for like an hour or more. It would start out with like, okay, go for 15 minutes. And then we would build our our staff up to, you know, on a weekend um, sort of staff building stu uh, you know, activity. We would say, okay, now we want you to go out for two hours. And um, because I, I worked uh, at the camp all summer, I had opportunities to go out on solos that were much longer than that. And they weren't just hikes for me. I mean, obviously, it was, it was beautiful. I was in Cypress Hills, Saskatchewan, uh, which is one of my favorite places on Earth. Uh, it, it looks as though someone took a chunk of the Rocky Mountains and threw it into the middle of the prairies. So it's all this lodgepole pine on this uh, really... <laughs> big hill is what uh, Cypress Hills uh, is. And it often would have its own weather systems. Like I could be driving in from my hometown of Medicine Hat. And I mean, we're talking flat, bald ass prairie. Uh, you can see all the way to the horizon in every direction. And then you're coming up on Cypress Hill, Saskatchewan, and it's like sunny everywhere else. And there would be like a storm cloud, mostly over over Cypress Hills. And so it was, it was just a really amazing place to be. And there was this uh, lookout point called Bald Butte. You could go stand up there and watch the sunset. And when you watch the sunset from the only piece of topography in hundreds of miles, kilometers, um, that has elevation, and then you're looking out at just, again, this flat, flat prairie, you can really see the sunset. It's like watching the sunset over the ocean. Um, so uh, beautiful, wonderful place for contemplation. And that had been a big part of who I was in my, in my late teens, early 20s. Um, and then moving to the city, it's a lot harder to find opportunities for that kind of introspective space and time. And, uh, and then I got into training to become a pastor. And then once I became a pastor, uh, it's work, 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 it's go, go, go. And it's a really interesting, um, 
job to be in from the perspective of like what you're actually trained for versus what people want you to do. Uh, you, what you're trained for is biblical studies, theologizing, uh, arguing over which translation of the Bible would be the best, uh, how many, you know, angels can dance on the pin of a head kind of stuff. And then you get into church work and what people actually want you to do is they want you to go for coffee and listen to them. And, uh, you need to pray, pray for and pray with people. And, um, there's there's just this whole sort of go and do things. And two things I was never trained for that you do, or actually I should say three, uh, just ceremonies in general. Funerals and weddings and baptisms were things that we were never trained for when I was taking my degree in what was a Bachelor of Religion from North American Baptist College. Uh, and... Um, they didn't train us for any of that sort of stuff. So what they mostly trained us for was biblical studies. And I was languishing trying to, to find someone who could be like a mentor to me to say like, this is actually what the job is about. And I came across um, a book called The Contemplative Pastor, uh, returning to the art of spiritual direction. And it was by a guy named Eugene Peterson. And Eugene Peterson was big noise in those days because he had uh, rendered a paraphrase of the Bible called The Message, which was touted as this really modern, dynamic reimagining of the Bible. And uh, it was a ton of fun to read, but I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't totally stoked about it. But um, that title, I liked anything that had to do with contemplation, because like I'd said, I'd gotten into that when I was in my late teens and early 20s. And so I started reading Peterson's stuff. And along the way, um, there's just a ton of stuff that, that Peterson talks about regarding Sabbath practice. And, and if you're, you're following along with this and you're like, oh God, I didn't realize this was going to be like a religious talk. It's like, hey, hey, hang on. Trust me, we're going to get back around to the practice of where I'm at today because I'm not a religious person anymore. Um, at least not in the traditional sense of the word. I once uh, said to a friend that I'm, I'm agnostic, um, but I said to them, I'm, uh, I'm religious, not spiritual. And they were like, what? How can you be that? And I'm like, because I'm, I'm big into uh, ritual and practice, but not necessarily believing that there's some sort of uh, mystical thing that is occurring whenever I do these things. Um, but uh, Peterson was really big on Sabbath. Uh, and he has this wonderful quotation from a book called Tell It Slant, which is a reference to Emily Dickinson's Tell All the Truth But Tell It Slant poem. Uh, but the subtitle for this is A Conversation on the Language of Jesus and His Stories and Prayers. Um, Sabbath, says Peterson, is the time set aside to do nothing, to do nothing, so that we can receive everything, to set aside our anxious attempts to make ourselves useful, to set aside our tense restlessness, to set aside our media satiated boredom. Sabbath is the time to receive silence and let it deepen into gratitude, to receive quiet into which forgotten faces and voices unobtrusively make themselves present, to receive the days of the just completed week and absorb the wonder and miracle still reverberating from each one. Sabbath is the time set aside to do nothing, so that we can receive everything, to set aside our anxious attempts to make ourselves useful, to set aside our re tense restlessness, to set aside our media-satiated boredom. And that quotation, um, among many others, I mean, if you Google Eugene Peterson's Sabbath quotes, you're going to get a ton. Uh, he had a lot to say about this. 
And this was something that I absorbed while I was in the final days of my work as a pastor, uh, in the final years that I was like, okay, I'm checking out, I'm getting out of this, but that I wanted to do the job in what I believed would be the best way possible. And then as an academic, uh, I re-engaged with the culture of doing. So, you know, I went from being a pastor, became agnostic, had to leave because you're, you know, you can't keep doing the job if you don't believe in God. And while an agnostic is like somewhere in the middle, it's just me saying I'm really comfortable with ambiguity when it comes to the concept of whether there is a God or not. I am not, um, I'm not a Bill Maher going uh, you know, he says, I'm on the corner with uncertainty in the movie religious, religious. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're on the corner of certainty that there is no God. And he takes that certainty into an adversarial position with people of a religious bent. And, uh, and I, I find that as problematic as I do people who say there absolutely is a God and let me force this down your throat. Um, I'm, I'm in that middle path. And, um, so I moved into academia out of a life, a work, a career in the church and dove into the culture of academia, which is go, 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 do, 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 make sure that you, you know, um, submit this article, get this funding, apply for titling, uh, which I'm doing this year, by the way. But I really ought to. I've been putting it off for a little while. <laughs> um, but uh, the the idea that, you know, academia is another one of those places where it's like you, you need to climb. You need to always be pushing. You need to always be uh, trying to be the best in some way. Um, and losing sight over the years of how valuable it can be to practice Sabbath and not in a way that says like, this absolutely has to be on a Saturday because it's Sabbath and Sabbath is a Saturday. This isn't like a seventh day Adventist thing or a Hasidic Jew thing, or, um, it's a, it's a spiritual practice of, as Peterson says, and I say spiritual practice, but I mean, I, I don't think there's anything mystical there. Uh, practice of doing nothing. Right. Uh, and this dovetails with Jenny O'Dell's, uh, how to do nothing where, uh, she says, useful for what? Odell asks, useful for what? Indeed, this is the same question I have when I give myself enough time to step back from the capitalist logic of how we currently understand productivity and success, the commodification of just about everything. Successful in what way and for whom? The happiest, most fulfilled moments of my life have been when I was completely aware of being alive with all the hope, pain, and sorrow that that entails for any mortal being. In those moments, the idea of success as a teleological goal would have made no sense. The moments were ends in themselves, not steps on a ladder. So much to unpack there and not a, t a ton of time for me to do it. I'm looking over at my sand and it's running out on me. <laughs> um, but that really, really spoke to me as I, when I took the, some time off, uh, right after the semester was over, I, I spent a bunch of time painting D and D miniatures. So for those of you who have been like, I thought you said this podcast was about science fiction, fantasy, and horror. I thought you said this was about the stuff that we read, watch and play. Yeah, I know, but it's an office visit. It wanders, it meanders, it goes into trails that I wouldn't normally explore. But there you go. There's your, there's your fantasy connection, fantasy games. Uh, what's the point of a fantasy game? What does it do? 
How does it change the world? How does it make it better? I have some thoughts on on that. I think that there are actual useful things, but you know, people people have said to me, you should you should you should stream your games. You should YouTube um, you know, how to paint minis, how to run a really good game. And I'm like, no, no, and no, because I don't want to take this side of my life, this corner of my life that isn't about productivity, that isn't about success, that isn't ultimately connected to what Odell calls that capitalist logic of how we understand productivity and success, right? I'm, it's a, it's the, it's the, one of the very few places in my life where I step back from being productive and I just do it for fun, for enjoyment. When I paint miniatures, there is no, you know, there's no point to me doing it, especially right now. Um, I'm not gaming with anyone in person. So those miniatures are kind of a waste, but they aren't not to me, not to what it does for me and sort of giving me a restful meditative space. It's not technically doing nothing. I am doing something, but I'm not really being productive in the sense that North Americans think of as productivity. And that's been so healthy for me this past month. And so, you know, if you were to have come to my office and said, what have you been up to lately? That's what I've had to, I would have had to tell you. I would have said, not much, not much. And you know, people look at that and say, well, that's, that's too bad. I'm, it's, you know, you, you lost out on some time. And I, even I struggled with that this past month going like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. But reading Jenny O'Dell and having that echo back in a post-evangelical, post-faith way to Peterson's ideas about Sabbath has been really good for me. And it's something that I wanted to share with all of you, uh, if nothing else, as simply a way of, of expressing why I'm going to go with the approach that I will in these upcoming podcasts, where I won't necessarily be talking about things that have a useful outcome, that are productive, or that um, push me towards greater success. Um, yeah, one last thought on that. Um, Odell talks about branding. She talks about how uh, social media has sort of created a space where we are commodifying ourselves, where we are, you know, becoming uh, brand branded uh, commodities ourselves, you know, and this is, this isn't a cash shade on anyone who lives a life as an influencer. That's super cool. But like, if you already have a career, I have a career, I'm a, I'm an academic, then I don't need to brand myself as anything other than what that is. But, um, I love what Odell says about this. Ultimately, I argue for a view of the self and of identity that is the opposite of the personal brand an unstable, shape-shifting thing determined by interactions with others and with different kinds of places. We are not brands. I am not a brand. I don't just do academic stuff. I've tried to be as inclusive with the podcast as I could possibly be to make it intersect with the things that I love, science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Reading, watching, and playing those things. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's just a day when you're off-brand where you end up talking about Sabbath and the life that you led before you were an academic. And that was today's episode. I don't know where I'm going to be going with it next week, but as I said, I invite you to drop a question or drop an idea, drop you know something into the mix, say like, hey, I've always wanted to hear you talk about whatever it is. Uh, and then that can be a potential um, 
office visit for an upcoming episode. Uh, take care of yourselves, and I will see you next time on Triple Bladed Sword. <laughs>